0: In parts 1 and 2 of this series, I addressed prophetic topics that we are given through the prophet Ezekiel as they pertain to the following central theme of his message for our last day's time period. God will be taking back His land and His inheritance for a coming heavenly kingdom, and will destroy the counterfeit kingdom constructed by those who have rebelled against Him and have persecuted His remnant people. To this point in this series, I have addressed the specific prophetic warning signs given through Ezekiel to his people about God's coming judgment. I have also addressed the underlying wickedness that exists in the house of Israel's own Antichrist Chaldean societies and its corrupt leadership that will be a reason for God's judgment. In the next two passages, parts 3 and 4, I will address the final supporting pieces of the central storyline above as these are provided in Ezekiel's message. The final chapters of this story include, The Destruction of the Worldwide Antichrist Chaldean, Babylonian Kingdom Part 3, and The Installation of God's Own Inheritance in His Land Part 4. As such, in this passage, Part 3, I will address the world Antichrist Chaldean kingdom, its primary leader, and its ultimate demise within the following sections. End Times Egypt and the Pharaoh Assyrian The real, unseen war the Pharaoh Assyrian and his global Chaldean partners versus God's people. The Pharaoh Assyrian leaders and his kingdom's demise. I will address each of these topics below. End Times Egypt and the Pharaoh Assyrian I have mentioned in prior passages that in these end times, the terms Assyria and Egypt can virtually apply, both symbolically and globally, to the Antichrist Chaldean kingdom of Babylon that will soon align under the person who is the Antichrist and his international kings. In many cases in scripture, we can safely consider the terms Assyria-Egypt-Babylon interchangeably when speaking generally about the worldwide Chaldean network in our current last days time period. This is because this is one international kingdom overall that has converged via an online platform and digital communications network through uniform coding in language and messages, and by using uniform, occult-based symbolism. This has been a deliberately orchestrated, carefully constructed convergence by satanic world leaders with a goal of ever moving toward a current-day Tower of Babel scenario that is, a one-world government and new world order. Meanwhile, recall the repeating pattern from ancient times of God instructing his people not to turn to Egypt or Assyria in their time of need. The following is God's ancient warning regarding this Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help, and stay on horses, and trust in chariots, because they are many, and in horsemen, because they are very strong, but they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Is 31 to 1. But this is exactly what the faithless house of Israel, leaders and people, will do again in these end times. I have already warned about this foolishness because the Antichrist Chaldeans, as an immensely powerful global organization, is one that the House of Israel, especially the country of Israel, believes is its friend, but will actually turn out to be their worst enemy once this kingdom and their Antichrist leader arises more transparently in the tribulation period. As a result of their disobedience and blindness, God's people will be persecuted by the Chaldeans themselves who I have already described as God's primary instrument for punishment in these last days. I have also previously addressed details of God's coming judgment on Israel in Part 2 and in prior passages on this site. Pharaoh the Assyrian Chaldean King The Pharaoh Assyrian, unofficially, presides over many nations in these last days as a king of the underground mob Chaldean world. It is apparent that he has particular influence and support in the Middle East and Northern Africa peoples of Muslim faith who are aligned against the God of Israel Jesus Christ. While many of these nations will participate in a conventional military based coalition invasion against the country of Israel, possibly presided over by the Assyrian, this is an ancient, long standing worldwide war that continues to take place below the surface until more transparent conflicts arise at the beginning of the tribulation period. Through Ezekiel's message, we learn more about the king of Egypt, Pharaoh the Assyrian, in his end times role. I have addressed the Assyrian in prior passages on this site, as a likely king slash ruler in Babylon. U.S. For a period of time in a role as a young lion to the nations prior to being brought back by God Himself via a hook in the nose to accomplish His final work against Babylon U.S. The following is a compilation of attributes of the end-times Assyrian Pharaoh that we see in Scripture. Blasphemes God. Has ancient roots, i.e. was a cedar in Lebanon and a tree in Eden, underground, deep, waters and rivers the vast, secret Chaldean network has made him great. Will lead a final invasion of Babylon U.S. With world allies is called the great dragon or monster of the sea. Under his shadow dwelt all great nations, easy 31-6. All the beasts of the field shall be upon his branches, easy thirty one thirteen. The last two points above, especially point to a global leader who wields tremendous power and influence. Furthermore, anyone who can command multiple nations to come against Babylon U.S. In the last days obviously has broad-based, worldwide power and support. Pharaoh the Assyrian Chaldean King and Enemy of Jacob Judah, Israel Just as with some ancient pharaohs kings of Egypt, the last days pharaoh Assyrian is also an enemy of Judah, including the last days country of Israel. He is antichrist and anti-God's people, overall. I stated in a prior passage that he is a likely candidate for the antichrist himself. Through his underground, secretive Chaldean world network, he is the one who appears to initiate the persecution of the house of Israel's own Chaldeans whom I addressed in part 2. Described as a monster in the sea, we are told that he troubles the waters and fouls the rivers. This is likely a result of him creating some kind of division or controversy in his underground Chaldean army network, i.e. in fighting, related to his decision to persecute Judah. Scripture tells us that he becomes a staff of Reed to the house of Israel, Easy 29-6. He is also the one who rejects the country of Israel's wicked princes advance to trade out the king of Babylon in some kind of peace agreement/slash-covenant that I described in part 2, EZ. Ch. 17. So, as a classic Chaldean without any true loyalties, he trades out the traitors. This will be the time when the country of Israel and its leaders begin to realize that they are desolate, with no friends, signaling the siege and invasion that I described in part one that will soon come on to them. Furthermore, the Pharaoh Assyrian also appears to be aligned against the small Jacob army Judah remnant, which is the righteous element of the house of Israel who are in Babylon U.S. In these last days, we are told that he lifts up his staff against Jacob after the manner of Egypt, is 10:24. We are also told that it is the king of Assyria who first devoured Israel, which is a reference to the end-times persecution and the desolation of this jacob Judah remnant. We have an indication in Scripture about this, possibly referring to the time at which the Israeli Chaldeans come to him in a time of need due to their persecution. When they took hold of thee by the hand, thou didst break, and rend all their shoulder, and when they leaned upon thee, Thou breakest and madest all their loins to be at a stand. Easy twenty nine to seven. This scripture may refer to the Assyrians' actions caused by God to bring an evil upon those in the house of Israel who are in their own Chaldean mob, which I have described in part two. Subsequently, causes the daughter of Zion, her sisters, and her princes to become desolate. God reassures His Jacob, Judah, remnant in Scripture. However, be not afraid of the Assyrian. Is ten twenty four, and we know that He ultimately delivers them out of this worldwide conflict. I will describe this remnant's escape and how God leads them out of Babylon U.S. In more detail in Part 4. The real, unseen war the pharaoh Assyrian and his global Chaldean partners versus God's people. Here, it is important to keep in mind the ever-important submarine below the surface, which represents the real kingdom war. After all, while the media propagandists convey a very different narrative, the country of Israel's Chaldean leaders likely have actually cooperated for the most part with their global and regional Chaldean partners, especially in recent times, under the pharaoh Assyrian, but do not realize that they have been set up along the way. As a corroborating symbol and sign, recall that even the harlots of Jerusalem have been lovers of the Assyrians before they are betrayed. The points of commonality in the Assyrians' global Chaldean network that includes the country of Israel's leaders relates to the fact that they are all firmly aligned against God's Jacob Judah small flock remnant. This equates to being on the wrong side of the kingdom war from God's perspective. So, the real war is secret, unseen and unspoken, not addressed at all in the media, and taught by virtually no pastors or priests as a result of rampant apostasy and Chaldean control of today's church. It can only be directly interpreted through God's Word. The targets in this war are God's righteous vine of inheritance who we are told in Scripture will assume His kingdom. Powerful, wicked Antichrist Chaldean leaders worldwide understand this and in their fighting to be their own gods, they project jealous hate through their worldwide Chaldean army against this remnant. Meanwhile, in their various societies around the world, they use their power to suppress and hide truth, feed their people with alternate lies and propaganda, and promote false religions. Ultimately, these world leaders will attempt to deceive those across the entire world with a phony, false peace and unity narrative in these last days. Cooperating, conspiring nations under the pharaoh Assyrian In the book of Ezekiel, quite a few conspiring, cooperating Chaldean nations are named as those that will experience God's severe wrath and punishment just as the country and house of Israel will be punished. The common thread and reason behind this, again, is their likely alignment under the Pharaoh Assyrian against God's righteous Jacob Judah remnant in Babylon U.S. They will likely have backed and participated in the long-standing, underground Chaldean star wars like Kingdom War, along with its occult narrative and its supporting worldwide propaganda. In Part 2, I spoke about the possibility of vain images related to those in this small flock remnant being a part of this wicked cabal's mocking, psychological and propaganda-based war against them. In Ezekiel, there is a group of nations or modern-day people groups, likely under the control of today's pharaoh Assyrian, that are identified, including, Philistia, Tyre, Zidon, Ammon, Moab, and Edom. The common interpretation of the combined listing of these nations in scripture is many times not completely accurate in what has been a more narrow portrayal of merely an alignment of these nations as part of a coming attack on the country of Israel in a conventional warfare sense. While this kind of war-slash-invasion will happen in the last days, the bigger story is the ongoing, silent worldwide kingdom war and destruction of God's vineyard with a particular focus on certain Jacob-Judah bloodlines. All of the nations in this alliance are those seen in other parts of prophetic scripture and are commonly grouped together, for example, we are told that these nations have been confederate and have taken crafty counsel p's. ch eighty three against God's people, despise them round about them easy twenty eight twenty six and are those who have served themselves Jer. ch twenty five of God's small flock remnant. Scripture tells us that the Lord himself has a controversy with these nations as a result in the last days. God says For many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of them also and I will recompense them according to their deeds and according to the works of their own hands Jer 25:14 So the theme and pattern of alignment against the relatively small Jacob Judah remnant applies to all countries in this alliance as well as others elsewhere in scripture It is a coalition that has been facilitated by their underground digital secret communications platform and network Just as in the book of Jeremiah ch 50 Relating to God's words about Babylon U.S. Antichrist Chaldeans who have rejoiced at destroying his heritage, so it is with their international Chaldean partners. I have previously described the Chaldeans' rationale and criminal methodology for persecuting God's Jacob Judah remnant people. You will recall that the Chaldeans watch via illegal surveillance tactics for any missteps among the victims they target so that their bloodthirsty mob can feel justified in taking them into bondage in attempting to be their own gods and judges of others, the following explains their incredibly hypocritical philosophy. All that found them, my people, have devoured them, and their adversary said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Jer 50-7. The hypocrisy here is that the Antichrist Chaldeans are full of the most powerful tyrants in the world who commit the most severe crimes against humanity. Not surprisingly, and most importantly, they do not understand or adhere to the concept of grace as it has been offered by Jesus Christ. Nations Aligned and Conspiring Against the Judah, Remnant People The following list of nations, restated from above, under the Pharaoh Assyrians' control in the Antichrist Chaldean Kingdom are those that are aligned against God's Jacob Judah remnant. In many ways, this alliance has likely carried forward from ancient days. These are among those who are responsible for this remnant's persecution and desolation in these last days this will bring God's punishment. Below, I state the ancient nation, people, given in Ezekiel and the current day country represented, if applicable, followed by a scripture from the book of Ezekiel to demonstrate the common theme across this alliance, i.e. anti-Judah. Also, keep in mind my interpretation note given below this list. Philistia, Gaza, thus saith the Lord God, because the Philistines have dealt by revenge, and have taken vengeance with a despiteful heart, to destroy it for the old hatred. EZ 25:15. 15 Tyre, same, son of man, because that Tyrus hath said against Jerusalem, Aha, she is broken that was the gates of the people, she is turned unto me, I shall be replenished, now she is laid waste. EZ 26-2. Zidon, Lebanon, and there shall be no more a pricking briar unto the house of Israel, nor any grieving thorn of all that are round about them, that despise them, and they shall know that I am the Lord God. EZ 28:24. Ammon, Jordan, and say unto the Ammonites, Hear the word of the Lord God, thus saith the Lord God, because thou saidst, Aha, against my sanctuary, when it was profaned, and against the land of Israel, when it was desolate, and against the house of Judah, when they went into captivity. Easy 25-3. Moab, thus saith the Lord God, because that Moab and Seir do say, Behold, the house of Judah is like unto all the heathen. Easy 25-8. Edom, this is what the Lord God says, because Edom acted vengefully against the house of Judah, and in so doing incurred grievous guilt, easy 25:12. because thou hast had a perpetual hatred, and hast shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, easy 35-5, therefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, I will even do according to thine anger, and according to thine envy which thou hast used out of thy hatred against them. Easy 35:11. Note, The nations above are just a sample among many other Antichrist Chaldean nations of the world that are aligned against God's holy remnant people in the last days and that will incur His wrath for their war against them. Also, obviously, it is important to keep in mind that some of these nations do not exist by name in our current day, even though they are directly implicated in Scripture as part of last days prophetic events. Accordingly, countries and nations above are simply to be interpreted, generally speaking, as those comprising an inner ring that surround the country of Israel in the Middle East and Northern Africa, for example Egypt, Ethiopia, Libya, etc. are also mentioned in Ezekiel as additional mingled people who are allied, and who likely strongly support the Assyrian as an, unofficial, leader of their underground network. These nations people groups who are represented are very important to keep in mind as I will describe below. Bloodlines and the continuation of today's Jacob vs. Esau War This alliance and confederacy of nations above must be considered as being without conventional borders in the sense that they are part of a secretive Chaldean occult-based kingdom war in which we must consider people groups and families by heritage, bloodlines, etc. This is because the Antichrist Chaldeans, especially at leadership levels, are highly driven by and organized around these. At the same time, as Christ believers, while this will help us to understand our enemy, we must keep in mind the Apostle Paul's words of warning about these enemies' false doctrines, since these are a product of the devil a liar and destroyer in the first place. You may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. 1 Tim 1-3-4 Meanwhile, for understanding the kingdom enemy and prophetic events in our last days, considering Edom slash Moab in particular from among the countries above is a good example while these formerly existed as part of the modern-day Jordan area, geographically, the ancient war between these people versus Judah, and between modern-day Esau versus Jacob, is what is important to consider. Here, you might rightly ask, where is Esau represented as a modern-day, mingled, antichrist, anti-God's covenant, Chaldean people who pay close attention to bloodlines to perpetuate an ancient conflict? Answer, Esau is wherever his brother Jacob is, aligned against him. Where are Jacob and his remnant people? they are largely in Babylon U.S. The following prophetic passage from the book of Obadiah very effectively represents how this ancient conflict between Esau as a people versus the jacob Judah remnant will play out in these end times. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates, and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. But thou shouldest not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger, neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldest not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity, yea, thou shouldest not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. O B 10-13. This conflict may remind you of King David and his battle against the Chaldeans of his day about, whom he said, I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war, p's 120-7. God, who has always known the end from the beginning, said he loved Jacob but hated Esau. People groups that are at least loosely associated with these on either side likely represent at least a subset of the two sides of the spiritual kingdom or in these last days. But God will be looking to settle this matter once and for all in order to reclaim his inheritance. The Pharaoh Assyrian Leaders and His Kingdom's Demise The Assyrian, the great dragon and leader of the coalition of nations and peoples above will meet his demise. God always punishes those who take particular joy in going overboard to persecute his people. We are told about the Assyrian, howbeit he meaneth not so, neither doth his heart think so, but it is in his heart to destroy and cut off nations not a few, is 10-7. to He clearly has aspirations against the entire house of Israel and beyond. As for the country of Israel, he asks, Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so due to Jerusalem and her idols? Is ten eleven. I have described in prior passages how the Pharaoh Assyrian will come against Babylon U.S. Today's northern kingdom in Samaria, at God's direction, but the following appear to reinforce the notion that He has aspirations on the Holy Land itself. Who is this that cometh up as a flood, whose waters are moved as the rivers? Egypt riseth up like a flood, and his waters are moved like the rivers, and he saith, I will go up, and will cover the earth. I will destroy the city and the inhabitants thereof. Jer 7 8 That I will break the Assyrian in my land and upon my mountains tread him under foot, then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders. Is 14:25. What can be inferred here is that what the Pharaoh Assyrian does to conquer Babylon U.S., he will likely also do against the country of Israel. Scriptures show, however, that Pharaoh Assyrian's kingdom will ultimately be brought down by God we learn that he becomes boastful and proud saying by the strength of my hand i have done it and by my wisdom is 10:13 he does not acknowledge god in the strength and power that he gains god never likes this kind of boasting and rejoicing over the destruction of his people and tells us the following through scripture about the assyrians demise i made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall when i cast him down to hell with them that descend into the pit and all the trees of eden the choice and best of lebanon all that drink water shall be comforted in the nether parts of the earth easy 3116 the lord of hosts the god of israel saith behold i will punish the multitude of no and pharaoh and egypt with their gods and their kings even pharaoh and all them that trust in him jer 4625 for through the voice of the lord shall the assyrian be beaten down which smote with a rod Is 3031 these scriptures show that it will be the pharaoh assyrian along with his international partners including various nations kings who are his peers along with the rest of his multitude who support his antichrist kingdom who will meet their demise. God's Chaldean people under the pharaoh Assyrian shame. Again, the irony will be that so many of God's people and Jesus Christ believers will finally awaken to the fact that they have served a secret organization under the Assyrian that was actually their enemy. Passages below show that God's people will be ashamed not only because they were themselves a part of the very network that persecuted their own righteous remnant people, but were part of a highly deceptive network that is actually an organized crime cabal and has committed the worst atrocities imaginable against mankind. You will recall God's warning that I presented at the beginning of this passage against His people running to Egypt or Assyria in their time of need. After His people make this same mistake again in the last days, the following is what God tells them. And now, what hast thou to do in the way of Egypt, to drink the waters of Sehor? Or what hast thou to do in the way of Assyria, to drink the waters of the river? Jer 2.18. Why gaddest thou about so much to change thy way? Thou also shalt be ashamed of Egypt, as thou wast ashamed of Assyria. Yea, thou shalt go forth from him, and thine hands upon thine head, for the Lord hath rejected thy confidences, and thou shalt not prosper in them. Jer 2.36 37. That walk to go down into Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. Is 30 2-3. History repeats. God's people did not learn their lesson before, and will suffer the consequences again. But this will apply to many Gentiles worldwide as well who falsely believed that they were serving an organization for social justice or righteous vigilante causes. People all over the world who have served the Chaldeans will be ashamed when the ugly truth about them is revealed. Tilda. Once the Antichrist Chaldean kingdom is defeated in the kingdom war, it will be time for God to re-establish his inheritance in his land. I will cover this topic in Part 4. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.